Hey, I'm Austin, and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. This week continues our series, Play the Movie. This week, Eric's going to challenge you to really discover what your spouse's most important needs are. And we're going to ask the question, what if I don't make the husband or wife relationship the number one human relationship that I have? We're going to really dive into that and unpack what it means to get really intentional in this area. Before we jump into play the movie, I've got a couple of things that I want to share with you. So here's thing number one. We have a dream here, a desire to point people to real relationships that inspire real significance. That's our whole purpose. It's our whole passion for existing. And so we want everybody who walks in the doors of this place to just know that they can have a real relationship with God. That's possible. They can enjoy God. They can have that forever friendship with him. And that is just a beautiful thing. But beyond that, we also want people to know that they can have real relationships with the people around them. And that's a fulfilling thing in life to know that when storms come and when difficulties come, I've got a friend who will walk through this with me. So we're all about real relationships with God and with other people. But uniquely, deep down inside of all of us, we're kind of hardwired to do significant things with our lives. Like we want this and we often look for this. And sometimes we're better at it than in other seasons of our life, but we all really desire to kind of do significant things. And so what we have tried to really implement here at Valley Point is the opportunity for all of us to get involved in simple, practical things that give us a shot at having significance with our lives and just doing the kinds of things that Jesus would do to serve other people. So I'm really, really excited because this Saturday, October the 20th, we're having our next Love Day. And it's not on a Sunday, it's actually this coming Saturday, and we're going to meet at our Bethel Road campus at 8.30 a.m., and we're going to pray together, and there you will have the opportunity to sign up for different service projects. In your program, you actually have a sheet that outlines all of the different things that are happening and what's family-friendly that you can bring your kids to. I'd encourage you to check that out, but you don't need to sign up for anything today. You just show up on Saturday. And you'll have a chance to sign up there. And then we're going to go out for approximately three hours. And we're going to serve and love other people in practical ways without expecting anything in return. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get our hands dirty serving the community. And I think God is going to be really, really happy with that. And I want to challenge everybody to consider coming out this Saturday for this love day. I think it would be amazing if we had more people than what we had opportunities. Like we just got bombarded with all kinds of people who want to do significant things and we're scrambling trying to find things. So that's the challenge. You make that happen. And even if you can't come out this Saturday, just know we're going to have more Saturdays like this in the future where we'll be able to go serve and love our communities without expecting anything in return. So that's that significant piece And we want to be involved in that, and we want you to choose to do the same. So that's going to happen this Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right? Make sense? Good. Here's thing number two. Happy birthday, Valley Point. 
It's just a really cool thing to be here on our 41st birthday. And 41 years ago on this weekend, a small group of people got together and said, we believe God wants us to start a church right here. And so they did that. And our history is rich. It really is. And our future is looking very, very bright as we desire to point people to real relationships with God and with other people as we also chase real significance. So we're excited about that. On your way out the door, if you didn't eat cake coming in, even if you did, have another piece. There's a lot out there. Enjoy that. Grab a balloon. Smile. Can you guys, nobody's smiling. All right, it's okay to smile on Sunday morning. All right, good job. Why don't you turn to somebody next to you or behind you or in front of you and say, happy birthday, Valley Point. Go for it. So play the movie. We started this series last week, and here's what it's about. It's basically saying, if I make this choice, or if I point my feet in this direction, if I do this, what will the end result be? What's going to happen? And while we never know what's around the corner, I mean, we just can't see that, we can't figure that out, I believe that wise people anticipate the outcome. They think about it. They play the movie and they run all kinds of scenarios that will help them know, if I do this, if I implement, if I run over here, if I make this choice, here's what it's going to look like in just a little bit of time. They play the movie. And I believe this simple life strategy gives people clarity, purpose, and boldness. By the way, guess what we all need a little more of? Clarity, purpose, and boldness. And when we play the movie, when we anticipate the outcome, that is something that all of us can have. We can enjoy that. So today, we're going to dive into the world of the husband and wife relationship. Let's play that movie. And here's why. Reason number one. I actually have three reasons, but here's the first one. The majority of the people in this room are involved in that kind of relationship. Like we're living it, we know what that's like. And because this affects so many of us, I believe it's valuable to talk about it. Now, maybe you're here and you're single or single again or widowed. Just know that you probably have friends who are married. They're living that thing out. And you have family members who are married They're living that out. And maybe those relationships are great. And you would say, the marriages that my friends have and the marriages that I see in my family members are just strong and they're amazing on the outside. Just know that everything is not as it appears. Maybe some of the relationships that you have with friends who are married and family members who are married, you just look at that and you know they are really struggling with that. And maybe in your unique station of life, as a single person or a single again or widowed, God has placed you right where you're at with your friends and your family members so you can help them play the movie with their marriages and offer some hope and some encouragement. 
And here's what else. I believe you're gonna hear some things today that apply to all relationships. Now, we're gonna zero in on the husband and wife relationship. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna spend some time unpacking that. But I think what you're going to discover is that there is application here for all kinds of different relationships. So I would just encourage you to keep an open mind and an open heart to what God wants to whisper into your heart. All right, so that's reason number one. Reason number two, God has a lot to say. I mean, God just has a lot to say about this most intimate of human relationships. And when you walk through the pages of scripture, you discover that God dedicates a lot of time talking to husbands about their role and how they can find meaning and fulfillment in that. Even on bad days and even when we struggle, God has a lot to say about finding fulfillment in this. When you walk through scripture, you also discover that God has a lot to say to wives and how they can experience meaning and fulfillment in their role as well. So because God spends a lot of time talking about this unique human relationship and he devotes a lot of words to that in his book, there's no reason for us to shy away from talking about this at all. So we're gonna jump in and we're gonna talk about husbands and wives. Reason number three, If our marriages were dynamic, Christ-honoring, passionate, unselfish, and filled with honor, imagine how fulfilling that could be for all of us. Just imagine. I want to say that again. If our marriages were dynamic, Christ-honoring, passionate, unselfish, and filled with honor, imagine how fulfilling they could be. Wow, that would be fun. That would be different. That would impact generations. And so we're going to talk about husbands and wives. We're going to play the movie and we're going to discover the end result. I've been married for 19 years to my lovely wife, Tanya, who is going to be joining me in a bit to share some of her perspective. Many of you know this about us, but in case you're newer to Valley Point, we have six children ranging in ages from 16 all the way down to a one-year-old little baby girl. We have a lot of fun with our kids. We met in college and we got married shortly after we both graduated. And 19 years later, here we are. And we've had an interesting journey and we've learned some valuable lessons along the way, some hard lessons. But uniquely in that, I think we've discovered something that just really seems to work. And so we want to share that with you today. Now, let me just say, if you're here and just the thought of walking through this conversation brings some angst and tension into your life, I want to also encourage you to just have an open mind and listen to what God might whisper into your heart. Maybe this whole thing is very, very painful and you know the loss and you know the mess that can be involved in marriage. And the thought of this is almost discouraging, maybe even depressing because of what's happened in a marriage or what's happening to you right now. Again, I just want to encourage you, allow scripture to just kind of speak into your heart today and keep an open mind to what God wants for you. And I think you'll find some comfort in his words. So let's jump into this. Here's the big question today. 
What if I don't make the husband-wife relationship the number one human relationship that I have? Assuming that I have this, and some of you don't, and so you kind of have this unique outside perspective on this. But if you're here and you're involved in this relationship, what if I don't make it the number one human relationship that I have? What if I don't make it a big deal? So let's storyboard that. Let's play the movie because I think there are a few things that are going to happen. First of all, I'm gonna open my marriage to trouble, a serious trouble. Because if this isn't the most important human relationship that I have, something else or someone else will invade and we'll devote our time to that. And when something else or someone else becomes the priority, we've just invited all kinds of trouble and all kinds of chaos and all kinds of mess into our marriage. Secondly, I'll never truly discover. I mean, I will never figure out my spouse's most important needs. And the reason I won't do that is because I won't care. And because I don't care, I won't spend the time that it takes to discover what their most important need is. And when I don't do that again, I'm just inviting all kinds of trouble into the marriage. Thirdly, our home will not be a happy place. It'll just be a place where people are simply trying to survive. Like, can we just make it through a few more days here? So if I don't make the husband-wife relationship the number one priority of all human relationships, here's the deal. I'll open my marriage to trouble. I'll never truly discover my spouse's most important needs, and our home will not be a happy place. Here's our big idea for today. Here's what we want to spend some time thinking about. And that is build romantic love with careful attention. All right? So we have to build something. We have to get after this, and we're going to build romantic love, and we're going to do that by giving careful attention to this. Now, how do you actually pull that off? How do you build romantic love? How do you give careful attention to this? Well, the piece of scripture that we're going to look at today uniquely speaks directly to this. It's found in Romans chapter 12, and what we find here are some very powerful words. They're simple. It's kind of short. And so because it's short, I would encourage everybody to memorize this verse because you can use this all over the place. Here's what Romans chapter 12, verse 10 says. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Again, Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Uniquely, this verse is not written specifically to husbands and wives. That's why it's a great verse for all of us because it applies to every single relationship. Love each other. Take delight in honoring each other. But we can strongly apply this to our husbands and our wives in this unique relationship. So it's kind of broken up into two parts. Here's the first part. It says, love each other with genuine affection. And I think most of us would say, that's fine. We get that. We understand that. It kind of makes sense. We know what we're supposed to do there. Here's the second part. It's a little harder. Take delight then in honoring each other. Now, do you see that phrase, take delight? 
Here's what that means. Give preference. To go before. To lead the way. So if we're going to give, if we're going to take delight in doing this, we're going to give preference, we're going to go before, we're going to lead out on something. What are we going to lead out on? Here's the last part. Honoring each other. And this word honor means to defer to, to give reverence, or to give respect to. So an amazing verse. Love each other with genuine affection. How do we do this? Well, we give preference to respecting other people. Husbands, imagine if we actually led out on giving respect to our wives. That's a game changer. Wives, imagine if you let out on giving respect to your husbands. It's kind of a game changer. It's just an amazing thing when we think about giving honor to others. Now, I think all of that sounds good. It sounds nice. Give affection, give honor, but we live in the real world, right? We do, and there are complications, and marriages can be messy and difficult, so what's next? Well, here's the great part. It doesn't change. The truth of what we discover in Scripture does not change. We still are commanded and directed to, no matter how easy it is or no matter how difficult it is, to love each other with genuine affection and take delight, give preference to reverencing and respecting each other. But sometimes it's just hard and often it doesn't appear to work. With that in mind, because it's hard and because it's difficult and sometimes it doesn't seem like it's going to work, I want to share some simple and practical ways where we can really ramp this up in this most key of relationships. And I want to have fun with this because often it's just not fun. Often this is a huge drain, right? I think we all can admit that and we all can smile about that and laugh because it is difficult. So how? How do we actually honor others. Well, I want to invite my wife, Tanya, to come up and join me, and we're going to share with you the five things that every man needs to know about women. Tanya's going to do that, so guys, pay attention to this, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to talk about the five things that women need to know about men, and we've had a lot of fun trying to figure this out, and we've been laughing, so feel free to laugh, all right? It's okay to do that during this segment. We just want to share with you these five things for men and for women, because we believe, we really do, that it's going to help us all live out Romans 12.10. Give each other genuine affection and just take delight in honoring each other. So here's the five things. First, she wants a man who will fight for her marriage. We really want to know that our marriage is the most important thing in your world. We want to know that you'll do anything you can to make it all work. Uh, The marriage relationship is the most important human relationship. So we have to fight for it. And we want to see that in you. Uh, You put a lot of time and energy and passion into your work. We want to see that same time and energy put into our marriage relationship. 
Secondly, she wants to know that she is number one. Life gets busy and we all lose focus on what's really important, but we want to know that we're still number one. Uh, in our house, this is when Eric closes the books, he closes the laptop, uh, he doesn't touch his phone, and he focuses on me and what I need. Um, sometimes life is busy and in the evenings you have to figure out who's picking who up from practices, who's going to the mall for a homecoming dress, who's going to deal with homework and bedtimes. And sometimes Eric will say with a smile, I think we just should go on a date. <laughs> in other words, let's avoid all the craziness and just get away. But at that point, what I really need is I need help. Maybe a date tomorrow but today, I need help. Thirdly, she wants a man with a spiritual pulse. We want to know that our husbands love God. And we want to know that our husbands love God even more than what we do. Uh, when I went away to college and I fell in love with Eric, I fell in love with him first because he was so handsome. And uh, then I had some <laughs> Bible classes with him. And uh, I heard his heart on the church, I got to hear him talk about it. And when he would talk about the church, it was so unique. I'd never heard anybody talk about the church that way. And I knew that it was going to be his whole life. And I love that. And I still do. Number four, she wants a man who will own his own stuff. Just be who you are and admit what you can't do. It's okay. Eric is great at Star Wars battles. He's really good with just stopping and cuddling and watching a movie or a football game. He's really good at taking his daughters out on dates. But when I'm gone and he's by himself at the house and I'm on my way home from something, I start getting texts saying, I, I can't do kids and food. And I can't do kids <laughs> And the house, I, I can't do this. And it honestly just makes me laugh. And it's okay, because he tells me. <laughs> it's good. He can't do all those things at once. But uh, he admits it, and that makes it okay. And if you just say a sincere, please forgive me, I messed up, it goes a really long way. Number five, she wants to know that she will be loved no matter what. And I think this is a hard one because in this time, half of the marriages end in divorce and we really need to know that we are loved. Being loved makes us feel safe, makes us feel secure, and we really need to hear it. We need to hear it a lot. Uh, Psalm 13, 5 says, but I trust in your unfailing love and we can trust in God's love no matter what but we also need to hear it from our husbands. We need to hear it daily. We need to hear it when we mess up. About six years ago, I totaled Eric's favorite car, <laughs> his favorite car he's ever had. And I was really glad when he told me he still loved me. <laughs> now, those are the five things. There are actually many, many more, but I was told I could only share five. <laughs> All right, so those are the five things that uh, men need to know 
about women, let's turn the tables a bit and think about the five things women need to know about men. Number one, men need a purpose to drive them. They really do. That desire to build, to create, to invent is kind of a God-given thing, but often we as men need help in discovering that. And so, wives, it's good for you to question us and to ask us to talk about our dreams and what we think about the future and what we hope to be doing because that all helps us stay tied to a purpose. And we really, really need this. And when men don't have a purpose, they tend to just move on to other things. And so ask us to talk about that and encourage us to discover that because men need a purpose to drive them. Secondly, men want to win. They love to win. And we will often avoid scenarios in which we can't win. And so, again, wives, help us win because it's just good for us. And when it comes to winning in our careers, help us with that because often we don't know exactly what to do. When it comes to our relationship with our kids, help us win there because often we feel inadequate in that particular area and you're better at that and it just doesn't feel like we're often winning there and we want to and we need to so help us win with our kids and help us win with you. Tell us what we need to do, what we need to say, what we need to buy, what we need to get, all of that stuff. Help us win because when men feel like they can't win, they back up into the shadows And that's not really what God wants for this relationship. So men love to win. Thirdly, men aren't as confident as they may appear. Now, ladies, let me just share that one of your husband's biggest fears is that he's going to lose you. It's true. And men don't share this and they don't talk about it because they're supposed to be confident, but men aren't as confident as they may appear. And their biggest fear is that you're going to move on and find someone who's smarter, richer, and sexier. They're just afraid of that. Look around the room. Not a single guy in here looks like Brad Pitt or George Clooney. All right, we fear this, that you're going to move on and you're going to find somebody better. Ladies, if you knew the influence you had over us men, it is shocking. So listen, build up your husband, and he'll break his neck for you. He will. Just encourage him. Build him up and he'll move heaven and earth for you because he'll feel good about that relationship. But when that is not happening, without your support, your husband will kind of idle in insecurity and insecurity leads to vulnerability and vulnerability opens the door to outside flattery and that's never a good thing. So if you want to divorce-proof your marriage, Give support because men just are not as confident as they appear. It's true. Number four, men desire. They want a father to notice and be proud of them. And I think this is really a significant thing. And many of the men in this room are probably good to go there. And one of the things that I am most thankful for in life is that I have a father who's proud of me and what I do. And I know that because he shares it. He tells me that. And that gives me a lot of confidence on some difficult days, just knowing my dad likes me, he's good with me, he's proud of me. Sometimes that's all that I need. 
And again, some men in this room, they have that, and that's really good for them. Many men don't have that. And they're still looking for those words, longing to hear that. And perhaps if you're a guy here, that's one of the biggest hurts in your life right now is that that has never happened for you. Wives, you need to be aware of that relationship. If it's good, it's good. If it's not good, men need your help. And they're not going to ask for it. They're not going to say it. But they need your help in finding a mentor, not to replace that father, but so that your husband will have another man in his life who is shouting that he is proud of him. Again, men don't ask for this, but men need other men cheering them on. And so be aware of that relationship because men want, they desire that father or that father figure who will be proud of them. It's a valuable thing. Then number five, men need Jesus as their leader. And here's why. Because they're just better when Jesus leads. We are. We're just better when Jesus is leading. And men push away from this. They don't desire this. And guys, it is time for us to move away from passivity when it comes to our spirituality and just dig a deep spiritual well because we're better when we let Jesus lead. We're better husbands, we're better fathers, we're better workers, we're better coaches, we're better lovers, we're better at everything because we're following Jesus and we're allowing him to lead. And again, men tend to shy away from this, but it's a valuable thing. And so wives, help us make Jesus our leader because that's just better all the way around. Five things. Five things for men, five things for women, and I hope that this has challenged you. And I know in prepping for this and just thinking about these different phrases, there were some things that challenged me. And I think that's good. And here's what that does. It helps us to think through and really live out Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Love each other with genuine affection. Feel affection for each other and take delight. Give preference. Lead out in honoring each other, in deferring to each other in respecting each other. And I really believe that when we lift this up in our husband and wife relationships, and when we lift this up in all areas, in all of our relationships, we can really begin to see good things happen in terms of how we interact because we're doing exactly what God wants us to do all of the time. And that is just honoring and leading out on doing this and deferring to, and giving reverence, and giving respect to other people. And this builds dynamic and fulfilling relationships. It also builds fulfilling marriages. So I'd like to respond to this. And I want to do more than just ask you to check something on a card and hand that in and think about it perhaps on another day. I want us to actually move and Respond, because I think that God is probably whispering into a lot of hearts and into a lot of relationships, a lot of marriages here. And so I want us to do something with this, to mark this time and to really lift up the value of Romans 12.10 and honoring each other. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna pray in just a moment. And then I'm gonna ask you to stand and I'm gonna move down front onto the floor My wife, Tanya, is going to meet me over here by this aisle. And over here, Gus Sereca, our executive pastor, and his wife, Lori, are going to be in this aisle. 
And after we pray while the band plays, I'm just going to ask you if you would like to have a prayer of blessing in your marriage. I just want you to step out. You just come right down and we're going to pray with you. I'll turn my microphone off so it'll be a private time. We just want to pray a prayer of blessing over you. Maybe you feel like your marriage is great. That's wonderful. Just know that relationships don't stand still. They're either moving forward and they're improving or they're going in the opposite direction. So if you feel that your marriage is in great shape, that's wonderful. Come on down and we'll pray a prayer of blessing for you that that will continue. Maybe you do feel like you're going in the opposite direction and you're worried about that. And maybe you can just grab your spouse's hand and you can step out. Who cares what other people think or what they wonder about your motive? You just come on down and we'll pray a prayer of blessing over your marriage. Maybe you're here without your husband or without your wife, but you want prayer for your marriage and that relationship. You just step on out as a person here on your own and we'll pray with you. Maybe you're a single person and you want to get married. You want to jump into this relationship and you kind of feel the tension of all this. Then just step on out and come down and we'll pray a prayer of blessing over you and then you can return to your seat and we'll just have a nice worshiping moment here where we respond to God and his greatness. If you sense you don't want to step out, you're not ready to do that, that's just fine. You can remain where you're at and you just pray. You just talk to God and ask him to help you and the relationship that you have. So will you pray with me? God, we just come to you and we're very thankful for this time and for this day where we get the chance to talk about something that can be very challenging and difficult. It's this husband-wife relationship and God, there's probably some tension in this room of people who maybe didn't want to hear this today and they're wondering why you brought them here. So I pray that you just encourage them and help them in this moment to just give that to you and talk to you about that and be willing to do whatever it is that you want them to do right now. God, for those marriages that are strong and are great, God, I pray that you'd bless them, help them to step out too. God, we just wanna have a great prayer moment right now where we're asking for your blessings on these most intimate of relationships. God, if we got this thing right, if our marriages were dynamic and Christ-honoring and passionate and filled with humility, where we're seeking to defer honor to the other person, God, you would do incredible things in this faith community and also outside the walls of this place. You would change us and you would change this area. And so God, we pray for that. Bless us now as we enter into this response time. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for listening. We'd also like to invite you to join us for any of our Sunday gatherings as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 and 11 a.m. 